the gospel we just heard is not comforting at best and terrifying at worst. <laughs> just say it. <laughs> Jesus, our good shepherd, who we were just welcoming as a tender little baby at Christmas is all grown up and telling us we're going to land in the pits of hell. <laughs> After all, haven't all of us transgressed one of the things that was just named? Ever been angry? Ever? Ever called someone a fool? Ever? Lusted over someone? Told a lie? And yes, divorce. 50% of American marriages end in divorce, and so many of us, your preacher included, are divorced. Jesus' Sermon on the Mount gets a little, uh, little pointed and very instructional. But let's set our fears and our egos aside for a moment because this scripture is actually an invitation to a life full of grace. For context, and biblical context is always, always important, no matter what meme or coffee mug you might see, <laughs> this discourse is still part of the Sermon on the Mount, and Jesus has just said to his disciples that they will never enter the kingdom of heaven unless they are more righteous than the scribes and the Pharisees. The scribes and the Pharisees were the people most concerned with the law of the Torah and making sure their lives were lived exactly by the book. They were what we might call religious, but not spiritual. And so Jesus doesn't want to refute the Torah, but wants to expand on it instead. Sure, the Torah says don't murder, but is that enough? Is that really the bar we want to set for communal living? Just don't kill your neighbor? Or first, should we address our anger, our disagreements? Adultery, yes, which also can be translated as incest. Is that the line? Or is it that we shouldn't reduce human beings to sexual objects for our personal pursuits? Jesus challenges the disciples' idea and our ideas of what righteous behavior is. It is far more than what is prescribed in the old law. Just as Moses carried God's word to the people of Israel, now Jesus, God in the flesh, is breathing new words and new life into the community at hand. And in doing this, Jesus takes us back to the original purpose of the Torah. The Torah wasn't an instructional book on how to get into heaven. It was a set of guidelines for how people could love God and be in community with one another, loving their neighbor well. Our beautiful lesson in Deuteronomy speaks to this point. If you obey the commandments of God that I am commanding you today, by loving the Lord your God, walking in God's ways, observing God's commandments, decrees, and ordinances, then you shall live and become numerous. And the Lord your God will bless you and the land that you are entering to possess. Then you shall live and be blessed in the land you are entering. 
this life, this land. God's concern is that right now, we love God and are faithful to God and love others. The Hebrew word for loving, ahav, comprises two meanings in the book of Deuteronomy over and over. It's both the motive and the way to be or act in relationship to God. Ahav is about our inner beings and how oriented to God we are. Our collect prayer this morning says that our will and our deeds need to be aligned. It's both. And that's what ahav means. God wants to be in communion with us now and at every moment. God isn't keeping us at arm's length or at a football field distance to see just how well we do before we can get to God. It's offered to us now. Don't ship me off to a Baptist church, but I want to share with you one more piece of scripture. It's written in Deuteronomy right before what we read, and it's too beautiful not to read. Moses is speaking to the Israelites about these newly received laws, and Moses says, Surely this commandment is not too hard for you, not too far away. It is not in heaven that you should say, Who will go up to heaven for us and get it for us so that we might hear and observe it? Neither is it beyond the sea that you should say, who will cross to the other side of the sea to get it for us so that we might hear and observe it? No, the word is very near to you. It is in your mouth and in your heart for you to observe. The word is very near you and it's very near me. Salvation isn't stuck up in heaven. God offers it to us every single day. It is already in our hearts. So the goal, my friends, is not what comes after this life. Because Jesus makes quite clear that not one of us is going to enter heaven by our own deeds or merits. That's up to God. That's covered and complete in Jesus. We are freely given God's grace, so we don't need to worry about what comes next. It's far above our pay grade. So liberate yourself from worrying about a sin checklist. Let it go. Think about it. Let that inner mental checklist go of worrying about if you're good enough for God. The goal is about Ahav. That task is big enough. It is a loving that is our motive and our way of being in relationship with God and others. It's a love that supersedes the law of the land and even the law that is defined just in scripture because Jesus and the Holy Spirit are always gonna be calling us bigger and to more love and to more life, to being forgiving, more honest, more vulnerable because living in righteousness is how we will find the kingdom and the kingdom is about you it's about me and it's about all of us together as a people of God 
God's kingdom isn't about our individual happiness or our individual salvation, but a communal act. And that's what these verses in Matthew are ultimately about, no matter how startling they sound. Of course, we should not be living dishonest lives. No, we should not be objectifying others for their bodies. We shouldn't be holding on to anger because if we do, it will lead to inward and outward violence. Yes, we should apologize to those who we wrong. Yes, we should take marriage and divorce seriously because it is a communal act. Beloveds, what salvation might we find if we make amends for long ago wounds? What salvation might we find if we address our anger, our anxiety issues, instead of letting them fester one more day? What salvation might we experience if we stop making excuses and telling lies and start being honest about who we are and what we want? The answers are written on our hearts and on our lips. May we all have the courage to follow Jesus into this life of righteousness, of forgiveness, of community, of God's kingdom come here today. Amen. Amen.